Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of Screen Champs. I'm your host, Dubs, here with my co-host, the Madman Moan. What's going on, brother? What's happening, man? Uh, just a heads up, I'm recording in an empty room right now, which it just feels echoey already, so if it's echoey, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know how that's going to play. The walls are white, too. Uh, Dubs is wearing a uh, white, just compressed suit. Uh, uh, like you know, crazy people wear, but I'm not calling them crazy. Yeah, no, it's not. I'm not an institution or anything. But the walls were just painted. It's kind of got a nice pungent smell, and uh, this is <laughs> where it. Uh, this is where I was able to record tonight. So that's what we're doing today's episode. We're going to be talking the 94th Academy Awards. They just dropped their nominees. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit uh, Jurassic World, and uh, we're going to talk some Tinder Swindler and review Death on the Nile. Uh, man, man, how you feeling tonight? Oh yeah, I'm feeling good, brother. I am feeling good. I like it. Um, so let's get here in the the Academy Awards here. I don't I don't want to take too long on this, um, but I feel like we should probably drop uh, Best Picture nominees. Uh, we got Nightmare Alley, Don't Look Up, Dune, Drive My Car, which is a foreign film, uh, Belfast, Licorice Pizza, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story, King Richard, and Coda. Uh, I think. Six of those were represented on our top tens. So obviously our listeners are very well aware of these. But oh, yeah. uh, there's a couple here. I have still haven't watched Power of the Dog. That's probably number one on my list right now. I got to get to that. That's a sad number one on your list, brother. I know, I know. <laughs> that would be so fucking boring, dude. <laughs> it's so boring, man. I know it, it got a lot of love. as you know, We knew it was going to get in the Oscars, but... Um, yeah, it's just, that movie's boring, man. Have fun. All right. Well, what's your, what's your hopeful to win best picture? What, what are you hoping? So this could go like either way. I feel like there's no clear cut one, but I want to know what you want. Oh, I mean, you already know what I want, man. I'm going to go with licorice pizza. Mm, okay. Okay. And, and it has a good shot. I feel like, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson is loved. Right. And, uh, I think that people can appreciate just how immature this movie is. I know I'm not selling this movie well at all, but it was really well done. I think it was really well done. Um, I, I, I want it to be my, you know, my winner. Um, but the one that I think is going to win is going to be the power of the dog still. Yeah. You just think it's like 12 nominations, but you know, there's something like that every year. Like remember Mank? like 10 nominations, zero wins or something like that. Maybe one. For sound, um, yeah, I mean, we like buried it. You know, Dubs, Dubs did a good job making sure this movie wasn't going to win. So, and that's another technically extremely <laughs> impressive but super boring Netflix movie from one of my favorite directors. Yeah, so, you never know. An, a weird anomaly, but yeah, I think I, I think it's lasting more. Like I feel like it it already had a lot of love coming in, and it, it definitely showed. What I think could happen though is that. Uh, drive my car is gonna get some 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 steam, and then that might take over. Uh, that's what I think might happen, just with a lot of people watching it more and finding out what this movie is. I think it's huge that it got nominated, but I, I think a lot of people are gonna be watching it, and you're gonna see a lot of uh, talk on uh, about this movie. Interesting, drive my car. I think our goal is to watch it sometime in the next week and talk about it on the next episode. So hopefully we can come through on that. Which one, uh, which one do you like for your, your number one? But I, I like any of the movies that we've talked about. Um, I've not watched Belfast yet. have not watched drive my car. have not watched the power of the dog. If West side story wins anything, I'll be pissed. Yeah, dude, same here. Oh, you know what though? Uh, I think Ariana DeBose, uh, she was nominated for supporting actress, and she was the only thing about West Side Story that I actually liked. So I wouldn't mind if she won. I thought she was really good and kind of stuck out to me in a movie where I hated everyone. So there's that. Yeah, I know uh, you. Uh, no, she didn't. Oh no, never mind. You said supporting, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Ooh, you fact checking me? Okay. Okay. No, you're you're good. You're good. I was tripping. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. That's one of those ones that you kind of hope for and, and wish happens. I know with Minari, right? The grandma in that movie, she like won 
and that's something that was dope to see. I know she was shook because every time they interviewed her, she was like, "I have really no idea how this happened. Yeah, like, I I didn't even know this movie was going to be nominated for this. Like I was just trying huh. to make a buck. Like I didn't even know we were filming. I was just talking shit to these kids <laughs> the whole time, trying to watch TV. <laughs> they, I just, I was here to help, and then they just. I don't know. I just I'm still confused. I don't know where to walk to. I don't know what dress I'm wearing. Like I don't know. I don't know who is this Jesse Penny, maybe. I have no idea, dude. I didn't know cameras were rolling. Uh yeah, you you hope for those stories, right? Those are the Oscars that I like. You know, like the Paul Racy's getting nominated for supporting, you know, like the every time I voted for like Leo to win Best Actor, like I was like, hey, this is the year. This is the, and it, it it took like Revenant like was the one that he he won in. But I remember watching Wolf of Wall Street, and I was like, oh, he's gonna win. And it was just, I mean, you know, there was better performances, but uh, it's just exciting. It's exciting to have your guys win. So uh, uh, I know you, you'll be stoked if uh, Ariana gets that gets that win for supporting actress. Yeah, well, I would just not be upset if she won for West Side Story. I'm not even sure I'd be that excited. I just wouldn't be mad. So it's a low bar. <laughs> That's us again, just burying West Side Story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's let's be real about what we got going on. Um, so actor in a leading role, we got Javier Bardem being the Ricardos. Don't see that happening. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog. Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom. Will Smith, King Richard. And Denzel in The Tragedy of Macbeth. Is this Will Smith here? Yeah, I, this is for sure Will Smith here. Like I, I'm just looking at these people. Will Smith has to win. Bet the house on it. Like he, it's oh. it has to be. It has to be Will Smith. The only other person I think that could win would be Benedict Cumberbatch, and that'd be so annoying. Oscars, I'd be like, Ugh, yeah. like, all right, like he got nominated like this. I I get it. I'm already saying, you know. Power of the dog can be best picture. Let's you know, let's give it best picture. Whatever, I'm not happy with it. Let's let's not give uh, actor in the leading role for Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay, let's give it to Will Smith. Come on, get get my man Will Smith some love, dude. Yeah, I'm a big Will Smith guy. I think the yeah, world are big Hollywood. Will Smith people, and Will Smith's had a lot of misses recently. So it's nice that King Richard came out. Uh, didn't do very well, but. It seems weird, liked right? by the people who watched it. So, yeah, hopefully he, he gets it. Um, and then actress in a leading role, we got Jessica Chastain in The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is a movie that I actually liked a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, we got Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Let's Go, Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Um, I'm all in on Olivia Coleman here, but that's just, yeah, I'm just a big fan. Kristen Stewart. Let's give it to Kristen Stewart, man. Let's let's give my girl Case do some love. Uh, I'm I'm happy that she got nominated. I think she deserves it. She's someone I just love in movies for a long time. She's great, and uh, I think it'd be dope if she wins. I think it'd be cool, and I know that acceptance speech will be like top notch. I know Olivia Coleman's already won, right? She's already won. Yeah. Wait, did you like you, know you like Spencer? I haven't seen any of these movies. I'm oh, just going yeah. with Chris Stewart. I'm sure she just handled it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No. I, I'm I'm just going off of uh, yeah. Uh, my my people. K Stew is is one of my people. I'm supporting. Him. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. All right. Animated feature film. We got Encanto, Flea, which is a foreign film. Luca, Mitchell's vs. the Machines, Ryan, the Last Dragon. Uh, I just the way things are going right now, I don't see this going anywhere but in Kanto. Mitchell's there's a world, Mitchell's versus machines is gonna win. There's just a world oh, no. people I, are talking I, about I it. It's I, I, I'm still going for that. I'm still going for that. Let's let's give it to Mitchell's versus machines. It'll be a shock. I think people are like, What? Not in, in Kanto, you know what? There's other movies that are good too. Mitchell's versus machines, one of them. Yeah, I think Mitchell's versus machines when it came out. It felt like a front runner. It felt like the one that can do it. And Encanto, even when it came out, it, it was kind of you know a lukewarm reception, it felt like. But it has just grown into something more. Just on streaming, the more people have gotten to it, I, I think just think Encanto has become a phenomenon. Uh, whereas Mitchell's vs. Machines just kind of had its had its peak and just went away. There's a, there's a TikTok influence, too, with Encanto, and all, every freaking song in Encanto is just on TikTok. People are duetting it, so 
I, I'm going to go with that. I feel like TikTok could have an influence, you know, with the audience. And I feel like, yeah, I mean, Encanto is getting a lot of love, a lot of play right now. Um, I just really want <laughs> just the rest of the machines. I would, I would put my money on Encanto for sure. But it'd be awesome if, it, if, if uh, Mitchell's versus Machines wins. And those other movies, I, it's just a bummer, dude. I feel bad for these other movies. Yeah, I mean, you can't win them all. All right. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the big categories here. We, we may talk about some other categories as we uh, move forward here, get closer to Oscar time. Uh, I'm excited to see how it all plays out. But it, it's we're in, we're in Oscar season now, full swing. Yeah, and then just, you know, send a little prayer out there for Nicolas Cage. He really got snubbed uh, from for Pig. Pig in total got snubbed. Just hard, hard snub. So let's give a little prayer for my man. He's got bills to pay. Let's make sure he's good. Yeah, and, and Sean Baker Pig, dude. for Red Rocket. Have a good time. Or not Simon Rex for Red Rocket. <sighs> Simon Rex, yeah, for uh, uh, Red Rocket. Shout out to him. He did a great job. Just snubbed. It sucks, too, because I thought he... Should have at least gotten like a nom, but then I look at you know who got nominated. I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's kind of tough, but yeah, sorry, right. they should expand this. Like, why make it like five people? Is you know, get like 15 people, just duke it out, <laughs> just 30 people. Everyone, <laughs> if you're in a movie, you're nominated. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it would be cool if I were to like, if someone told me, like, oh, he was actually like on the short list, like, he was actually like, he was almost there. I'd be like, okay, I'd be a little bit happier. I think he was on the short list. I hope so, man. I hope so. Yeah. There's all there's a lot of short list stuff going on. Uh okay, so big trailer just dropped the Jurassic World Dominion trailer. Have you watched this one? I did. I was excited. Yeah, you know, there's my, my initial reaction was just like this is amazing and dinosaurs are so cool. And there's something about these movies where whatever happened when I watched Jurassic Park as a kid, it just imprints it on me that I'm going to love dinosaur movies till the day I die, no matter what, but I might not actually love it. And so initially just beside myself with excitement and then critical thinking crept in a little bit. And I was like, wait, what's going on? And uh, I knew you were mentioning some of the questions that that have come up with this trailer, like just things that need to be answered. So, so what would you think after watching the trailer? Yeah. Before we recorded, I was telling him like, so like, how long have the dinosaurs been on Earth? Like, how long have they been just roaming around, like, our neighborhoods and stuff? Like, is, has it been a while? Because it feels like it might be in some scenes. And in other scenes, it just seems like they, they just walked up. Like, they're just, there's legit, like, construction people working at it. And the bronchiosaurus just, like, walks in. And they're, like, amazed. They're, like, yeah. whoa, that's crazy. And, like, part of some of it, like, parts seem like a Western, too. You know, they're, like, just running through the, what does it look like a scene on the Lion King or something? I don't know yeah. what's going on. But yeah, there's those questions got asked because in the last movie, which there's dinosaurs, so I enjoyed it while it was on, but but the whole climax of the movie just being that the girl is a clone and so she wants to help other clones was a little ridiculous. Uh now the question is how many <laughs> dinosaurs did they even bring like to the mainland? Because in this trailer there's dinosaurs everywhere. They seem to be populated. There's baby dinosaurs, which shows that they can have kids. So that's the question. How long were they there? There's also a water dinosaur. How did that get there? Did it just swim over? Like, was it always able to do that? So there are are questions here uh, that need to be answered. But you know what? It looks cool. And it's bringing back Sam Neill and Laura Dern as reprising their roles. I'm just super excited. With with their reintroduction back into this franchise do you think it's it's gonna play well like i I haven't seen many movies that they've done recently and maybe lord dern i'm not too sure but i i don't know if it's gonna be too much of a fan service where it's just like oh okay that's kind of cool and kind of like underwhelming or um do you think this is like that spark that this franchise needs so you know it could carry its own weight and 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 be good and not like maybe less criticize. Well, to be less criticized, it just has to be less stupid. Uh, the yeah. last movie was very stupid, so if this movie is less stupid, that'd be great. Uh, fan service and underwhelming—it's hard to gauge. Jurassic Park is a top four movie for me, probably number one. Depends on the day you ask. And so seeing those two in another movie 
is the kind of fan service that, that I'm looking for. It's the fan service I need. I, I don't know where you're at. It's hard to gauge like your excitement for it, but I, I'm excited. I just being a Terminator fan. Every time I see Arnold's all that in any Terminator movie again, and they just kill him every time. I'm always stoked to see him, but then I'm always like, ah oh, man, I, yeah, this is, all right, it's kind of dumb. Um, so I, mm-hmm. I'm always the excitement's gonna be there. I'm gonna be like wowed, but then it's like, what do you do after that? Like, and and that's where I'm, I'm really trying to figure out because I think with Jeff Goldblum, I wasn't like as stoked to see him and and uh, he he was cool but i was kind of like eh it's all right um I mean, i'm always stoked to see jeff goldblum uh those all those moments <laughs> hit for me they all worked for me i got yeah. no problem with jeff goldblum in this movie i'm all about <laughs> it and he he even name dropped the title he was like we've lost dominion over these ant like so that's it it's there classic jeff goldblum yeah so i it, it'd be cool to kind of see what they've been doing uh, since then or where where they've been at or you know just Maybe fill in some holes there. Yeah. The uh, the movie looks like a pure action movie, too. So yeah. I, I don't know how it's going to go exactly, but it looks like looks like No Time to Die. It looks like Fast yeah. 9 at some point. Yeah. It, it looks like, like one of the crazy. later Planet of the Apes. Like one of the later ones when yeah. shit's kind of fucked up. So I hope that it still has like the horror element because I think that really plays in these movies. So hopefully those those scary scenes are still there and it's not just like cool because uh, cool is cool with, like, feathers and stuff. But yeah. scary is also good. Yeah, there's also a there's a raptor with feathers and then Chris Pratt is standing there with a knife. So I don't know if he's gonna go hand to hand combat with this thing, but I'm ready for I'm that down. too. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's just get in there. <laughs> Digging it. All right. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Cannot wait. Uh, when, when does it come out? What's the this year. release date? I think June. Next year? No, this oh. year. This year. Oh, okay. I was like, pretty what? sure June, but it might not be. But June oh. makes sense. June makes oh, sense. I get what you're saying because COVID just running amok. Yeah. Well, I mean, the movie we're going to talk about later, Death on the Nile, that was supposed to come out like in 2019. Oh, yeah. And they just oh, kept I've pushing it some, back. And then got some takes on it. Cannibalism. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Like, um, Covered ribs so I could eat it. Cool. <laughs> All right, so next up, we got the Tinder Swindler. This is a documentary taking over Netflix. It's always fun. It's always fun when uh, you pop on Netflix and some random documentary is number one, and everyone's just hype about it. We had, like, the Night Stalker. Uh, we had, God, what was the one with those crazy guys, like, that killed uh, someone, supposedly? The, like, the Don't Mess With Cats? No, make, with Making cats? a Murderer. But, yeah, Don't oh, Making a cats. Murderer. Making a murder was a whole thing that was I think took over the world. That was like Tiger King before Tiger King. Yeah, people are still trying to free that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Tinder Swindler. Uh, what did you think of this documentary, man? man? Yeah, can, can you do me a favor and just give me like the synopsis of it? Because <laughs> I was trying to explain this to someone the other day, and I just couldn't. Like The only thing that I could think of was like some girls got scammed by this fake rich person on Tinder. Essentially, I mean that that that's what happened. So I that's can like I can read man. I can literally read the synopsis. Okay, uh, cool. Posing as a wealthy jet-setting diamond mogul, he wooed women online, then conned them out of millions of dollars. Now some victims plan for payback. So when I read that <laughs> before I watched it, I thought it was going to be like a dramatized movie, <laughs> you know, like where Ooh. these girls are like, we're going to get our revenge, you know, like in the third act was going to be a whole crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I watched it play out and I was like, oh, this is interesting. I like this because they're like interviewing or they're like, essentially these girls are saying like what happened, how they met the Simon person. And then essentially what happened. And then the other person tells their story and then they're showing like, like they're going back and forth, or while they're talking, they're showing like the text messages. They're showing like the freaking DMs and pictures and videos and all this stuff. And I was like, man, there's a lot of content for this. You know, I mean, it all went through like Tinder and stuff and uh, WhatsApp and all that stuff. But there was a lot, a lot of video, a lot of recordings, a lot of stuff. And I think it made it for a better documentary i was really like into it i was just like at first i was kind of watching it like whatever reading about it and then before i knew it i was just like immersed 
in it and trying trying to figure it out. I feel like it was always it always kept you on your toes. You're always like, what? Who is this guy? Like, who is this guy? What is this scam here? What's going on? Like, how how is this happening? How has it happened to many people? And then you see like plot twists, like it has. And uh, it was it, it was super interesting. Shout out to them for keeping me just super engaged. Yeah, no, it's a. Uh... It's definitely an interesting documentary and one that I know a lot of people have watched it and their takeaway is like, well, why did you send him so much damn money? Like he's he's not paying you back. Like rich people don't ask, you know, random people for money. But he's he's done the the greatest con is that he's bringing them, he's showing them a crazy experience beforehand. You know, there's there's one world where you just get an email and someone's saying they're like an African prince, right? And they just need <laughs> they need you to cash a money order or some who knows, you know, or send something or do whatever. And that's like this that's a scam where you know if you fall for that by this point you're an idiot, right? Everyone knows that. But this scam is different because the scam starts with him taking a woman on a private airplane, meeting supposedly his daughter and the baby's mom who's not with him anymore, but says he's a great guy and he's taking care of her. And you take him to fly him out somewhere, fly him back home and wait seven months and then ask for money. And it's like, well, that's, that's different. They've already like lived a life. You've seen the private jet and the lifestyle this person's living. So when they reach out and they're saying, Hey, I need $20,000. It's not as crazy as some random that you never met just asking for it. It's like, Oh, okay. Like, all right, especially, you know, some of them are in love. Now, some of them were just friends. Like, they were like, they met up, and they're like, yeah, this isn't going to work romantically, but we could be friends. And he cleaned them out, too. It was crazy. Yeah, and then, I mean, once it once it does a little breakdown of, like, just rent, like, car people, you know, just, oh, yeah, that he, he would rent cars for me, never paid, you know, it was $30,000 here, $50,000 here, $5,000 here, 10000 like, he just scammed whoever he could. Like it'd be crazy to see his address book or just see you know, like how he kept all this organized yeah. because he scammed so many damn people and um it, it's just such a trip. I you feel for these poor girls so much because they're getting these high interest loans so they could pay this man. And and this guy's yeah. like, Oh yeah, I I'm I owe you forty thousand. I'm gonna give you a hundred thousand. You're like, oh my god, baby, this is awesome. Kiss emoji, kiss emoji, kiss emoji. And then the bank is like, yeah, we're not gonna, <laughs> we're yeah, not taking like that's, that. That's not real. Like that's not. Yeah, we're not on? accepting. It's in a review, and it's not gonna be processed. And then they're like, hey, it's not, it's not cashing. Like, can you help me out? And he's like, I, I already did my job. Okay, I already paid you. Yeah. It's not my fault. Yeah, it's, it's not working. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It, it, that's not on me. So screw you, and then they're just like, okay, like what the fuck? Like who do I call? And they're just trying to figure out who to contact. Man, it's so tough, dude. Like it's so yeah. annoying. And they're just stuck with this debt, and this guy is just chilling. Like it's it's so unfair, man. Yeah, I mean, essentially every time he went somewhere, and he and he presents himself as a diamond mogul or the son of a diamond mogul who is going around. And has to fly everywhere and just do business meetings and things like that. But essentially, every time he flies somewhere, he's just meeting another woman. And that's yeah. and then other women are paying for him to meet other women and they're funding those events. And he's telling them that he's in danger and that he needs them to send money because people are tracking his cards. And so he needs them to bring cash and fly like just crazy stuff. And people are doing it because they, you know, why why wouldn't they believe him or they want to believe him? I don't know. Don't send anyone money. What's the biggest amount of money that someone sent you? The not fucking twenty thousand dollars. The hell, like, <laughs> no, fifty thousand. Not even in my family. I think it's uh, there's situations where you know someone dies. Unfortunately, you got to pay for funeral expenses, and you know things things do happen. My family get together. They'll figure out like how to send that money through. But it's all yeah. That's not even kind of yeah that's not this at all it's not even not a random yeah not a helping pay for a funeral that's totally (laughs) yeah i mean it could be fake plot twist that person never died you know like you know it it could you just never know but i've yeah no nothing like that dude heck no or no one i dated like like, no you've never asked so someone you're dating you've never asked them for money 
for uh, not fifty thousand dollars, I'd be like, "Hey, no, I, no, I've never asked for money." Oh, you, you know what? Actually, I got given. I didn't ask for this money. This was like a gift. Well, kind of. It was. It was talked about. So my taxes were coming in, and I was hoping to get them before we went to Vegas. Did not get them, and my taxes were going to be upwards of like three thousand dollars. And uh, but we just didn't get it in time, and I was kind of bummed out. I was like, "Oh, I was gonna like live live it up in Vegas." And uh, my uh, my girlfriend at the time, her mom gave me like nine hundred bucks. She's like, "Here you go, you'll win it back." And I was like, "That's crazy," and I lost everything. But then I just <laughs> <laughs> I just paid her back when my taxes came in. But it was, it was funny. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's so good. Yeah, but she like knew, you know, she was just have fun. Yeah. You know, well, like but just, that's you know, like you think you think you know, you know, but next like, thing you know, yeah. her goons are like just beating your kneecaps and it's like no. It's like, no, you never <laughs> mess with me, especially watching Euphoria, you know, those spoilers, but you know, people gotta get their money back. So one way or another. So Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I I just love how that guy was like. For every action, there's a reaction or something. <laughs> and that's probably one of the most crazy things about this documentary is that he never like backs down from anything. Like he's getting facts put in front of his face. Like she's at one point she literally says, "I know what you've done. I know all the women you've scammed. I know that you've scammed me. I, I just know. Like why are you doing this? You got to stop doing this." And he's like, "Why would you say this? You are lying to me. I will get you. You will. You know." You're going to pay, and it's going to be more than money. I'll tell you that much. It's like, Jesus Christ. Dude, this this guy's guy out psycho. of control. Psycho, dudes. I, 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 I just, yeah, I'm going to do a deep dive on him because I want to know, like, at what point did it, like, change, right? Because he was, like, uh, scamming checks, like, hearing, stealing checks from his job, I'm, I'm assuming. Because he's he's our age, I think. He, he was born in 1990. So mm-hmm. at some point, he was like, yeah, I'm tired of this. Like, I'm going to go hit, live this high life. And he duped one person. He must have duped that one. And he just kept duping others to pay for the, like, it's the Ponzi scheme. He's like, I, I have your money. This person's going to give me money to pay you off. And then I'm going to get another person. It just kept going like a human centipede. It was intense. It was just, like, <laughs> it was just crazy how he did it. And he must have done it consecutively. For just years, yeah. For like, I just don't get how you can keep up that many text conversations. Because, damn, I don't know. His phone must be nuts, huh? I want to take a look at it. Yeah. And one of the one of the craziest parts too was when he got one woman, and he was using her credit card. He got her to give him her credit card, and of course, he like maxed it out right away. And so then he said, "Oh, you need to raise the limit." And she, he was like, I can't call. You have to call and raise the limit. She's like, well, they're not going to raise the limit. And he's like, okay, how about I hire you? So he sent her a fake like paycheck saying that she made like 95000 a month. And then they just boosted up her limit like massively. And then he just maxed yeah. all that out too. And now she's uh, stuck paying it. for everything. He, he's, uh, you definitely see where he starts getting creative, where he's like, uh, maybe pawn your car. And then you get money. Like he's, he's like, I'll like, pay you back. I'll get you a nicer car. Like your car's nothing. Yeah. I don't think any of our family members is like, hey, maybe you should just pawn your vehicle so we could get this money for this funeral. That's not going to happen, but just do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just a weird thing to like, there's just warning signs all around. And it sucks though, because the big thing here is that they were in love and they're like in love. And they, like you said, they've lived this <laughs> she life. She in love. Dave, I know, right? He was like, bro, I was in love with like 40 people. Yeah. He's- <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, he remembered little things. He remembered, you know, you know, my favorite color, my favorite meal. I was like, yeah, this guy has no money. He's, of course, he's going to do that to, <laughs> you know, you know, to get in right with you. But, um, but no, I mean, they were like, like you said, seven months chilling. Everything's fine. Everything's all good. Getting gifts, getting cool things and they're on tinder they're looking for love they're looking for uh, someone i'm assuming they're gonna marry and um and so it sucks because they're like not even questioning it they're like no yeah for sure i'll do this i'll do that i'll do that but once you're getting hit with like hey pawn your car hey maybe you should sell this maybe you should sell that like it's like come on dude like it's it's just there's just no way man i i i just can't believe it went up to like 
a quarter of a million dollars that these these poor girls just well yeah found. That, I mean that's just one of them and one of the things that one of them said was like I, I went with them on these trips like these it was not just one woman he was scamming there was there had to be multiple because the way he was spending was just absolutely out of control yeah it's tough and yeah I mean million millions of dollars he scammed out of people so. I read an article. He's banned from dating apps. I feel like, well, that's kind of a bare minimum kind of thing. Uh, like <laughs> be banned from more things. Yeah, um, yeah. I, if I don't know if we're gonna spoil the ending here, but we we can if you want. What like he? They, yeah, they like they get him. He got arrested. He oh yeah, spent like fifteen months. Well, he he was hit with fifteen months, but he did like five months. Yeah, he calmed and, him out of that. He's chilling, bro. He's still he's out there while now. He's yeah. chilling. He's got like an online uh, business agency. hustle. Yeah, <laughs> consultation consult. Okay. I just I want to know how he figured out his price. Like for a business lesson, it's like three hundred and eleven dollars. Where do you get that from? Yeah, it's a dollar um, less than three twelve. That's all you need to know. Or he might just be a big fan of the band Three Eleven. Hey, so, yeah, that sounds good. Problematic. Um, he, uh, yeah, he's out there chilling. He's still wanted in multiple countries for fraud and stuff. Oh yeah. The country he's in right now, he's chilling. And, uh, and the girls, they are still paying debts, but there was GoFundMe's that were created and they got some money and some support. And, um, you know how these things go, right? This, this just came into light within the next few days, weeks, or even months, like, I hope there's just a movement, something happens, and they just get this guy, or something happens. Yeah, I, I think where he's at, he's probably chilling for now, but he's he's a menace to society. But it's just crazy, because he just still is not owning up to it. Like, even Netflix at one point reached out to him, and he sent them a voice memo, which he's a big fan of, as you'll see in the show. <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, this is all this is all based on lies. Like none of this is real." I was like, "Bro, like, what are you what are you talking about?" So he's delusional, out of control. Yeah, that guy's a scumbag, man. He's he's such a scumbag. This story is just so fascinating. Where I know they could just make a movie. Yeah, Netflix is in talks to making a movie right now. That's good. What style would you want? I I, I would comp it like Gone Girl, maybe something like Gone Girl ish. Yeah, Gone Girl. I mean, I well. I like that David Fincher vibe for sure. Yeah, uh, like a David yeah. Fincher vibe. So just like a dark thriller. Yeah, or or there's a big or here. They just make a bad like comedy movie about this. Just like yeah, terrible. that could. I mean, that plays like a thirty minutes or less type of thing, or yeah, it's like an actual tragedy but... film. Yeah, you have like I think like Kristen Bell would be like in that like cast as one of the girls. Date. Like, if you want to win an Oscar, you get Leah, right? Just play this guy. Um, and I know there's an age cap here or whatever. It's fine. No one cares. It's just, it's a good story. Oh, definitely. With this guy, do you think this guy was hot? Uh, I mean, like, I wasn't checking him out, but these women were spending a lot of money on him. No, it's, I mean, it's not that he's hot. I mean, he was like totally, he was like a normal, like looking dude. I don't think he was super attractive or unattractive, but he had pictures with boats. And planes, so you know, boats are attractive, uh, trains are attractive. Like, I mean, so all that stuff is. I mean, they're they're chasing that lifestyle. They're also being told sweet nothings over WhatsApp. Plus, they're being like, you know, a guy can say every <laughs> single thing and look exactly like that guy, and have taken her out to Cheesecake Factory, and she probably would have had a great time, probably would have had a great date. Uh, but if the next night someone who looks just like him takes her on a private plane to a different country. And she has like the night of her life. Says sends those same messages. They're just gonna hit a little harder. That's uh, a wild first date for sure. Private like, plane I, vibe is real. Yeah, my cheesecake factory date would not uh, win over the. Oh, for our first date, he took me to a five star hotel in freaking Lagos, and we just gooned out. And then he flew me back home. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, oh, you like, want to go drive through? You said like, well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> hang out at home, right? <laughs> yeah oh yeah this guy's home was like a mansion so yeah it's not it's not about being attractive if uh someone's dating profile is a picture of them on a boat they're instantly more attractive due to the boat that's funny yeah that but i like one of the girls said um it's like 
you know, it's like a fairy tale. Like you still have this fairy tale. Like you're, you're unsure. You have this. You have that. But then you look at these texts. You look at what the conversation we've had. It's like a little fairy tale here. And I, I, I was happy to be part of that fairy tale. Like why me? Definitely worth checking out on Netflix. That is Tinder Swindler. Yeah, I thought when you told me like, hey, we're reviewing the Tinder Swindler. I thought you just misspelled Tilda Swindler. Yeah. Well, you know, because we were talking about what to watch, and I was like, Tinder Swindler, question mark, and you just kept talking as if, and you weren't even, even if I did say Tilda Swinton, you didn't give a fuck what I was talking about. You're like, whatever, <laughs> dude. All right, cool. So anyway, and he just moved on. And the next day, I was like, so Tinder Swindler or what? You're like, oh, is that a thing? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, I'm I'm happy I watched it. It was It's a fun Netflix thing. Am I gonna rewatch this? Probably. To be honest with you, like these little docu series, like I might fall asleep to. I know there's a phenomenon where, like, you know, there's girls out there that just love murder, like podcasts, and just love murder stuff, and are mm. watching documentaries about murder. Like, I'm down to be one of those girls and just fall asleep to like just murder shit going on on my TV. I think that'd be kind of cool. I'll make for some cool dreams. Yeah, I mean that's okay. Yeah, hey, that's cool. I'd rather watch The Office, but I respect it. All right, uh, so let's hop, let's hop into our review here. We're doing Death on the Nile. The synopsis here is, while on vacation on the Nile, Perot must investigate the murder of a young heiress. So this is a follow-up to Murder on the Orient Express. This is a movie that was supposed to come out in, I think, 2019. It's been delayed multiple times. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes here, we got a 63% for the critics, 75% for the audience. So pretty, pretty tame, uh, pretty normal, nothing crazy. Uh, the director here is Kenneth Branagh, uh, written by Michael Green, and of course based on the novel of, by Agatha Christie. And it's also starring Tom Bateman, Annette Bening, Kenneth Branagh, Gal Gadot, and of course Army Hammer. Uh, man, man, what did you think of Death on the Nile? It was uh, super entertaining. Uh, oh. Whodunits are always fun. Right, and so I'm watching this movie, and it's a whodunit. And I seen Murder on the Orient Express, and I think I was less thrilled on that one. I think the only thing I was excited about that one was just that Leslie Odom Jr. was in there, and I was like really into Hamilton at that time. Um, but it was all right. Um, and this one, I was like, I wasn't excited to watch it, obviously, because of the movies that came out this week. There's just so <laughs> many bad movies. And I, you know, we landed on this one and I was like, you know what? I think this one will be the most entertaining out of the other two. Um, Marry Me was close, but I was like, I think I'll have more fun with here. Cause there's like a low key ensemble cast. Like there's a lot of ac- actors here that I like. Yeah. And, um, and I was down to see, uh, you know, Army Hammer's last movie. So, um, damn, like that. I liked it. <laughs> no, there's a revival. I'll, I'll talk about it later, <laughs> but there is a little revival, but, uh, but I liked it. I think the acting was great all around. Army Hammer, like I said, he just knows how to play a douche, man. This guy is really good at the roles that he does. And I, I, I do think he is a fine actor. Gal Gadot, uh, she um, is not the best actor. But in this movie, it just worked for me. So I was less critical on her performance than like maybe like Wonder Woman 1984. But. It was uh it was a good little chemistry between them. Now with the supporting actors, you've got like Russell Brand, he was I like I, it was just cool to see them. I I wish I would have saw more of him. I was delighted kind of seeing him in this role. Um and Letitia, she her character as Rosalie, she she she, she was alright. She she was okay. But uh but I, I freaking loved um Tom Bateman as as Book. Um, but the movie gelled well together. Everyone did their part. The CGI was a little rough, but I I I, I liked it. I, I I thought I was okay with the CGI. It made me just believe that this movie is being taken place in this Nile and they're on this boat and you know you see pyramids and freaking Egypt and stuff. And I was like, whatever. This is cool. I, I'm I'm in this. It's all right. It reminded me of like Jungle Cruise and you know I I know it's similar. They're on the boat and they're in the water, but um. I, I wasn't too distracted. I was probably less critical and more like just happy to <laughs> just to see a movie like this on screen. I don't know if that mm-hmm. makes sense. I was just excited just to kind of see it play out. And for a movie that I was not excited about, but you know, it started off 
super dope. <laughs> you know, like the the mustache origin story was intense. Yeah, it was kind of uh, I would say unnecessary. There's there's a couple qualms I have with this movie. One, the CGI you mentioned it's god awful. Uh, now it, to the point where it's a little distracting. I think you said it made you feel like you were watching a cartoon almost, which is fine, I guess, but it, it was pretty bad, even for uh, standards for a movie where you're not expecting much CGI. I thought it was uh, it was rough. But the biggest problem with this movie is that, like, the first murder doesn't happen till an hour into the movie almost. Yeah. And it's just like, damn, man, like, what is going on? I thought there was a death on the Nile. Like, what's happening here? Because it's just not, it's not going on. And so I think that the intro scenes that setting up the world were things that they could have just cut off completely. And I think I would have liked the movie a little bit better. Obviously, Army Hammer was electric because... Anytime he does anything remotely deviant, it's like, <laughs> this guy's crazy. And essentially, he was just humping uh, that girl on the dance floor in the beginning scene, which also made me think, like, I thought, you pretty know, intense. everyone talks about dancing uh, when we were teenagers and how that's like the freak dancing, quote unquote. Oh, yeah. I got grinded on. Uh, it's, uh, there's definitely some grinding going on uh, in this movie as well. So I think it's uh, people just like to be close to each other. You know what it is? Don't don't. Take it out on the youth, all right? But yeah, the, the movie the movie's good. I think when you get to the actual whodunit stuff and when the murder actually happens, well, the movie's fun. And it really picks up pace. But the movie is two hours long. And there's a whole hour of that movie that's kind of setting it up. And there is some payoff for some of those things. But it easily could have been, I really feel like, 20, 25 minutes. And then the murder happens. And we're really getting like a tight hour and 45 minute movie that just knocks out of the park. You're right. I was counting on the minutes. I'm like, so when are they going to kill someone? And then they killed yeah. someone and then they killed people. And I was like, oh, okay. It's all, it's, it's yeah. all happening. Um, and then that's definitely where it picks it up a little bit. And the suspense really sets in. You're kind of like, oh, shoot. What's happening? Like, what's going to happen next? Um, that stuff was exciting. The, the the beginning, yeah, the first half for sure definitely drags out a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, well, a, a, a lot. You know, if it, 30 minutes was cut, this would have been a lot more entertaining. I think it would have for played sure. more, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't remember seeing... Was there a specific scene where you were like, oh, this looks terrible? Uh, anytime the, there was the boat. Really? Yeah, it's like the whole... Anytime there was... the It was the boat going through the water or just with the pyramids in the background. Any of that stuff just looks so bad. And uh, when the gun gets dropped in the water and the fish goes at it, oof, rough. <laughs> yeah, that was... Yeah, that was a little funny. Yeah, the fish was a little <laughs> weird, for sure. And so, you know, they chose a certain kind of storytelling where they really wanted to do a lot of exposition and then, you know, have the murder and just have the story run from there. I just feel like if it would have been presented in a way where the murder happens earlier and then they could still do some of that exposition afterwards as they're interrogating and, and kind of we can discover the char- discover the characters that way. I feel like it just would have been a more intriguing movie, a little more fun. But uh, you know, once it, but it was fun once it got started. So I'm not totally against this movie, but there's so much that will keep this from being something that I revisit or care to go back to, or would even really like strongly recommend to anyone. If someone was like, "Oh, I want to watch this movie," I'm like, yeah, I mean, if you got if you got a couple hours to kill, it won't hurt you. But that's that's about as strong as my recommendation will be. Did you uh, guess the killer while watching? No, I, I'm so dumb, dude. I never understand that stuff. When when he broke down, what happened? I was shocked. I was like, "There's, there's there no was, way." How he got there was intense, but there was one specific scene. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is it." And uh, and I'll just leave it to that because who 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 are are fun and uh, you know whenever you're watching a murder mystery, it's just fun to try to figure out who and. I was so wrong. <laughs> like so, so many things. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that person's for sure not dead. Plot twist. Like, that person was. And I was like, oh, I thought it was makeup. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, but, yeah, I was like, oh, I thought it was a whole thing. Yeah, but. Um, yeah. But, so I was wrong. I, I'm not, I'm not going to say here, like, oh, yeah, I knew it all along. I was, I was definitely wrong. But there came a certain part where I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. Um. So, yeah. And acting-wise, too, I kind of agree with that. Um, where I think the ensemble cast did well, and it's just funny watching Army Hammer. I mean, like, personally, I, I don't give a shit. You know, I'll watch Army Hammer movies. I don't really care, but uh, just knowing, I'm like, ooh, this guy is <laughs> knowing what he likes. Yeah, he's like, a little cannibalistic, a little saucy. Okay, all right. Speaking of uh, 
star power. Uh, not that you did necessarily, but what do you think Uncharted is going to make opening weekend? Uh, I'm, I'm going to just hit you with like, <sighs> like, like 200 million. Opening weekend, like in the U.S., domestic box office. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's the budget? I don't know. Right. 30 million. Okay. 30 million would be good. I think it's just like a Tom Holland heat check. Like it's really, I'm really curious to see how it's going to play. I mean, he's in like the number one grossing movie of all time, Spider-Man. Everyone loves him, but this is Uncharted. It's got Mark Wahlberg. He's a movie star. I just wonder how it's, how it's going to come out. I think 30 million would be a really strong showing. I think, I, um, I think it's, it's going to get a lot of love yeah. for <laughs> sure. It, we're just in a weird time where people aren't coming to the movie theater, so I don't I don't know what's what's a success for them. Like West Side Story, I think bombed, but it's loved. So yeah, no bombs. No, no, it for sure bombed. For sure bombed. Yeah, and it's it, it's just these budgets. They have a high ass budget, and you know, like you you hope to make some of the movie some of the money back, but I I, I think movies are less criticized now with how much return they have in the box office just because of the the climate that we're in right now. Yeah, I mean, if they don't do well, you say it's a climate, and if they do well, you're like, hey, movies, you can they still play, so it just depends. <laughs> like Jackass was a big success, and so it's like, oh, you know, people are going to come out for certain movies, but that surprising, was a like $25 million opening. Yeah, the surprising thing was just uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, though. Like, that made a ton of money. Yeah, that really came out. I mean, Batman just went on sale, and the sales are nowhere near what Spider-Man was. Yeah, it's... Um, it's that it's that runtime, brother. They all listen to our podcast. We're like, ah, oh, two, like three hours. No, that's no, all right. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch a movie. So if you're, if we said some of this podcast and made you not want to watch Batman, I mean, that's crazy. We're gonna watch Batman. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna watch Death on Night again. Yeah. And you know what? I'm gonna take a closer look on that CGI. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it's pretty take bad. Pictures. Uh, but so <laughs> what? So what's your uh, three word review here? How do you want to rate this? Um, uh, should we figure out what, what we're going to rate it with? Yeah, we do. Uh, well, yeah. What are you thinking? Uh, bad CGI fish, right? Is that something I'm down, I'm down, down for that? Bad CGI <laughs> fish, bad CGI, just everything. Um, so I, I'm going to just hit you with a solid, straight, clear cut, 70 bad CGI fishes. Okay. Um, I've got at 70. I, I would recommend this. I, th- I think it is a fun watch. It's not as predictable as I thought it was going to be. Um, and it was entertaining for a sequel for a movie I haven't seen in a while and something that I was not that excited about. I think I was surprised, but I think I just had very low expectations to this movie. The director, uh, Brana, Kenneth Brana, he did a good job in his lead role here. Being a director and just lead actor in your movie, like it could be like intense, so... He did a good job. I, I I think he did a good job. Could have been a lot more exciting, but I I kind of liked his take on this character. Um, three word review is going to be unnecessary boat trip, and I get it. They're you know the main characters are getting married. They want to bring all their friends in on this boat, and there's some masterminding that's at play here. Whatever, just like it's not necessary. <laughs> you know, like you don't have to be on this boat to have this. Like just things would have been better if you weren't on the boat, um, but whatever. I get it. You want to be extravagant. It's just sometimes these rich people they just freaking, you know, they do too much. And this is a good example of doing too much. Um, so that that's my three word review. This movie I feel man should should be watched. Should get some love. I, I feel so bad because this movie is just buried by like bad. PR right like Army Hammer stuff came out Gal Gadot like stuff came out freaking Latitia her and Russell Brand are like anti-vaxxers or they've said uh, you know statements that couldn't be seemed anti-vax and this movie had a, a press back in 2020 and they just never did it again they were just like yeah no one wants to talk about this movie this is not something that some you know people care about anymore and it's just, it is what it is. This movie is finally coming out and we're just going to let it come out and we're not going to do any press tours. <laughs> it's going to be nothing. So yeah, it's, it's Letitia, it by the way. Is it Letitia? Yeah. I, I don't see no C in there, brother. So like T I Letitia. 
Latitia. That's my girl, Latitia. She's in the Black Mirror episode. She does a good job. Yeah. She's also in Black Panther, but plot twist. Black Panther, Latitia, I now found out. My apologies. She was like out there making statements, halting production and stuff, and she 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 might get ridden out the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, you gotta you need Terrence Howard in there to be like, hey, sweetheart, you gotta you gotta cut that out because they'll come move on, on without you in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, poor guy. Okay, he wanted just more money, man. He thought he deserved more. <laughs> um, let's see. So. So yeah, I I think that's a totally good score. My score is actually going to be a sixty-eight, a bad CGI fish out of a hundred. So right there with you around that seventy. Sick. Yeah, I mean, totally inoffensive movie, e- easy to watch, a little slow at first, but uh, I mean, overall, when it gets going, it, it's fun. And there's you know, it's fun. It's a little quirky, has some moments. The interviews are all fun. The interrogations are fun, and yeah. finding out everything is just fun. So yeah. I give it that. My three word review is going to be uh, this. This might be considered a spoiler, but it's not like a strong spoiler. But like, don't think about it too hard if you're going to just hear it. I want to say uh, the Tinder Swindler remix uh, because essentially <laughs> it's like the same kind of vibe, low key. If you really think about it, so um, yeah, that's, that's funny. That's yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the wrong connection with that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, I liked it. I dug it. I thought it was cool. Just don't think I'll ever revisit it again. There is nothing exceptional about it. Now, the question then is, like, does every movie need to be exceptional? Probably yeah. not. So this uh, is a unexception, unexceptional, entertaining movie. Yeah. And you know what? The mustache origin story, it was totally unnecessary. Totally could have been cut. I dug oh, it. Yeah. I, I want to see a whole two-hour movie on that. Like, that was amazing. I was, like, looking around. I was like, did I, am I watching the right movie here? <laughs> um, and then, boom, <laughs> you see the title card, Death of the Nile. I was like, oh, shit. For sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. I know who this guy is. Yeah, there was definitely a moment, too, where I was like, wait, is this? What movie did I just start <laughs> I was right watching? Now? What's freaking, going on? Yeah. yeah. Some, uh, <laughs> like, Nazi uh, propaganda or something. It was intense. Well, maybe not Nazi propaganda. I thought I was yeah, watching. That's all right. You know, you see war and you just, it, it might be Nazis. You never know. <laughs> Who are the bad guys? Oh, it must be Nazis at this point. You can never be too sure. Yeah. Oh, oh and also just, you know, before we end it off, we're, we're TikTokers now. So we're, you know, we're going viral on TikTok. No, no, no big deal. Yeah, but I probably should start posting the TikToks like on like Instagram reels too, just for like the heck of it. Like, why not? It's already like created content, so just might as well share it. Yeah, I think everyone, yeah, every every platform uses everything. Just throw it out there. I like threw it on on uh, Twitter, and it was like, "Hey, plot twist! Ninety seven people viewed this." I was like, "Heck yeah, that's ninety seven more." That's great. We got that. We got that Vince retweet. That's that's when you know it's real. Electrifying, electrifying retweet. Yeah, right I was excited. I felt so like I was like, "Damn, this is." Is this what it's like? Is this celebrity? (laughs) It was very fun. Thank you, dude. (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, Catch you next Monday. Peace.